Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team the 0-1 and Springer hits this in the air right center field fairly deep it sends back Mazzara looking up see you later into the Rangers bullpen a two-run home run for George Springer and it is six to two Rangers Springer's team leading 28th home run of the year now another Astros podcast still nobody out here in the eighth inning little igniter for George Springer going the other way. First time since going on the shelf. That had to feel really good for Springer. Oh, one. And that's it down the right field line. And that's a base hit. And that's headed for the corner. Around third, Gonzalez. He will score. Beltron in the second base with an RBI double. And it is six to four Rangers. Uh, how about those approaches? Last two batters for the Astros. Slapping it the other way. Back to back doubles against the Rangers. Best relief pitcher. And now they're in trouble. Claudio set. 3-2. On the inside corner for strike three. Frozen with a changeup. And that is the ball game. Altuve with words with Bill Welke about that last pitch. But the Rangers hold on. Despite the threat by the Astros to take the first game of this series, Rangers win it by a final of 6-4. to four. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. Logan Morrison, 3-2. Swing and a miss. Blow a fastball by him away at 98 miles an hour. And Giles strikes out the side, works around Longoria's two-out double. And in my eyes, Ken Giles, his last two outings, has looked as sharp as he has as an Astro. Ken Giles is my guest today here on Ashalaunch. This is Steve Sparks ahead of the second game of this three-game series with the Rangers. And, and Ken, you, you get into this series, you guys are in a, a little mini, let's say not slump, but a little slide right now for you guys. What's the key in your mind for you guys just to kind of snap out of it and play better baseball? Uh, probably the biggest key is just not thinking about it. Just everybody yeah. focus on doing their part not nobody trying to carry more weight than the other right now not having guys ask you about it yeah i mean that's a big thing i mean everybody knows we're in a little skid right now and every team goes through it i mean it's not a big deal we're not panicking over it everybody eventually we knew that some of the guys and if not some of us all of us were going to go through a little slump through the season everybody does and right now we're just kind of mentally going through this grind and we're gonna we're just staying patient and um, just waiting for everybody to work out the kinks now, Ken, we were wondering in the second and third month of the season how much, how many innings the bullpen was throwing. We were wondering if that was going to catch up, and it looked like it did in July. 
in August, you guys have seen two rebounds. Maybe the, uh, the the second win, so to speak, for you guys. Everybody's starting to feel more healthy and better. Uh, I mean, that being that's the biggest thing. Everybody's starting to feel more healthy and getting more getting more back in shape right now. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. We're going down this long stretch now, and everybody's really focusing on their health wise and their strength right now. And as a bullpen unit, we just talk to each other every day to keep the grind going. Don't worry about what the starters are doing, how many innings they go. Just be ready for any kind of situation right now. What's it like pitching in this ballpark? I mean, it's hard to tell people what it's like here, but I always felt like there was no air. You're in the bullpen, and it's almost like you're in an oven out there. And when you come in, how do you, how do you get uh, stay fresh at this ballpark? Uh, I mean, just stay hydrated most likely and try to stay out of the sun as much as possible. And for me, I just stay in the shade, stay hydrated. And with the kind of heat you get here, you don't have to really do too much to get ready fast. So you just got to kind of pace yourself to, through the, the weather. Ken Giles, uh, a year ago at this time, you, ta- you left Minnesota. You went home to, to witness the birth of your, your son. He's one years old today, and he's having a birthday party back in Arizona with a lot of family. Tell me, you've seen some pictures already. What's going on out there? I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he's only one, so he's oblivious. I mean, <laughs> it, it, even though it's supposed to be his day, the only day, but every day is always him about him, yeah. no matter what day it is. And um, it's just crazy how time flew by so fast. Uh, it just feels like yesterday he just came into the world, and now he's about to start walking now and now he's become his own little person and yeah. it's just a great experience he's oblivious to this whole thing yet you still spend money and make sure that everything's perfect right hey i mean and i don't nowadays i don't buy myself anything yeah, my wife me and my wife just get him whatever he needs yeah. that's the most important thing as long as he's got what he needs and what he needs to to stay safe and um, just have a good time that's all we're focusing on with him there you go. That's Ken Giles, Astros closer. Thanks for catching up. Hey, thank you. A high drive by Rodriguez. And it's into the basket. And Pudge Rodriguez pumps his fist. He just hit his 300th home run. Ball ended up back on the field. Probably not the home run ball. I'm sure the Astros will try to get it. And he gives them a 4-2 lead. Milestone home run for Pudge Rodriguez. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros third base coach and outfield coach Gary Pettis before the Astros take on the Texas Rangers. And before the game tonight, the Rangers are going to retire uh, number seven for Yvonne Rodriguez, a longtime catcher and going into the Hall of Fame this year along with Jeff Bagwell, of course, and, and Tim Raines. And Yvonne Rodriguez came up in 1991, and you were on this Texas Rangers team when he came up. What do you remember about Pudge when when he first got to the big leagues and when you first saw him? Well, I think when I first saw him was like in the minor leagues and uh, you could tell that uh, he was a different type of catcher. He could do a lot of things. Um, I think back in the day, most catchers were of the uh, control the pitching, uh, control the running game, you know, throw out base stealers and uh, he brought the dimension of being able to hit and hit to all fields with with power uh, so when he came up to to the Rangers he was a big shot in the arm and uh, I have to believe that he was athletic enough to where he could have probably played any other position as well now I know 
when Pudge first came up, there was talk about, you know, everybody knew about him defensively and the great arm and all that, but there were some questions about his bat. At what point did you realize, hey, this this kid can hit too. He's not just a, a defense first catcher. Well, I, I think it was noticeable because he had the ability to hit the ball to the opposite field. Yeah. And guys that can hit the ball to the opposite field, uh, they do have a very good chance of being successful. And uh, he fit that mold, and like I said, he, he, he gave the, the Rangers a shot in the arm, and uh, just watching him back there behind the plate was special, how he could uh, set the, the base runner up and then pick him off at first base. Uh, he would look down and see what the guy was doing, if he was coming back hard or not uh, after the pitch, and once he saw that, uh, he didn't try to take advantage of it right away. Uh, his thing was he would wait until there was a swing and a miss and then he would fire the ball down to first base, and so it gave him a little extra time, and with the arm strength that he had, it was real easy for him to pick guys off. Now, as a base stealer, you talk about a catcher setting up a base runner. As a base stealer yourself, were, you, were there certain catchers you always are aware of that might throw behind the hitter, might, might throw to bases? Because there's some guys who, who are really good at doing it, and there's some guys who just won't do it. Well, I, I considered myself to be a, a very good base runner, and so I never took anything for granted. I expected all of them to do it, so I was never caught off guard. Well, that's not a bad strategy. I guess that's why you're such a good base stealer. Also wanted to talk to you about uh, Don Baylor. Lost uh, Baylor not too long ago and big part of the baseball community. Very good player and, and, a, and a very good manager as well. You played with him with the Angels. What do you remember about being Don Baylor's teammate? Well, one of the, the first things that I remember was I was coming up from AAA, my first time going into uh, Major League Spring Training. And when I walked into the, the complex there, we went into the locker room, and all the guys that I'd played with in AAA, they were going to the left side of the, of the, the locker room. So I figured that that's where my locker was, too. So I went to the left side, and I walked down the aisles, and I didn't see my name. And I thought, man, did they make a mistake? Am I not supposed to be here? So I went to the equipment manager and I said, hey, I said, I don't see my locker. And I said, it's not on the other side over there. He says, I know. He says, your locker is over there on the other side. So I walk around the corner and the first person I see is Don Baylor. He's got his back to me and he's taken off his shirt. And at that point I went, oh my gosh, that guy's a baseball player. <laughs> I mean, he just was, he, he was just a, a large man. And uh, I I thought, wow, and he's an outfitter too, and I was probably 165 pounds, and he was probably 225 <laughs> pounds. And uh, from that point on, um, as the year went on, I realized how special of a player he was, and not just a special player that did everything the right way, but he was probably one of the toughest guys that I've ever seen play this game. Uh, everybody knows the history of him uh, being hit by the most pitches in baseball right. and all of that, but... It was the way he got hit. You know, guys today, they, they jump out of the way of the baseball. If you threw it inside, Don Baylor would make you pay for it. He said, if you don't have enough command to throw it over the plate and you throw it inside and you hit me, I'm going to make you pay for it. It's going to be a runner on first base. And he never once did he flinch. He would get hit. Sometimes you just pick the ball up and toss it back to the pitcher and then just go on down the first base. And you talk about breaking up double plays, which we can no longer do. Uh, there are many second basemen and shortstops around the league that fear Don Baylor coming down to second base on them. Gary Pettis, Astros third base coach and outfield coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.